Welcome back to another episode of Kinder Conversations. I am Paris Toots. And I'm Brittany Fry. And happy Friday. Well, happy day, whatever it is that you're listening. Yes. But we release on Friday, so happy Friday. Um, we wanted to start this episode by thanking you for the reviews that you've left and asking if you enjoy our episodes to please go rate and review. It really is the best way to grow the podcast and it means so much. So there are two ways that you can do it. You can either, you can rate and review us on the podcast app, or you can leave a rating on Spotify after you have listened to episodes on the Spotify platform. So depending on what platform you listen to, either one would really mean the world to us. Yes, we're so grateful for those. Britt and I have been talking a lot about our goals and what we want for this podcast. And really, we just want to be able to connect with more moms and the reviews really do help us so much with that. So thank you so much. And then our second item of business is we started a Facebook group, which feels, I don't know why I felt a little, it feels a little bit scary, (laughs) but I'm really excited about it. So it's called Kindred Moms and you can join it on Facebook. You have to request, but we'll accept. (laughs) And we just wanted it to be a place where we can connect with each other. And a lot of times we get DMs about questions that I think other moms would have amazing advice for and hopefully it'll just be a place to connect with like-minded mothers maybe even meet up to meet up and just get other takes so we're really really excited about that if you want to go on facebook just search kindred moms and we would love to have you there i love it okay um paris do you want to start with your moment of gratitude yes and i was just thinking about it i can't remember (laughs) nope i've got it sorry You're good. Um, But I was just thinking how grateful I am for my siblings and for my kids that they have siblings. I mean, a sibling. But I was just thinking of how refining it is to have a sibling. And I watch how much Miles has grown in the last two months having a little sister. And he has had to make sacrifices. And that's been hard to watch and to ask him. I don't want to ask him to make sacrifices. I want to be there for him all the time. I want to give him everything he wants, but he is a little sister and he doesn't get that anymore. Not that he ever got everything, but you know, he has had to make sacrifices for her and sacrifices that I wouldn't necessarily ask him to make, but he has done that so willingly for Lola. And that has just been really, really sweet to watch him. And I think I've done that for my siblings and my siblings have done that for me. And I've just been thinking how lucky we are to have siblings. That's such a sweet thought and very insightful. And I think any mom with multiples can appreciate that because sometimes it feels hard and you want to feel like you're doing a good thing for your kids. But there are times where you feel like, shoot, would this have just been easier if I didn't give them a sibling, you know? (laughs) And I think especially before you have another baby, that's that. Everyone has that thought of, am I is this actually a bad thing I'm doing for them? Am I taking away from their childhood or from their happiness or their joy when really it's like such a positive, a positive thing that you're giving them. And, um, that actually goes in with what I'm grateful for, which was the book that we recently read and did an episode on called find your people by Jenny Allen. And it's just been on my mind a lot. I'm really grateful for it. She comes, it's, it's very religious and Christian. So just a little, a little heads up if you're into that. Um, but she covers 
connection and friendships and relationships in all different forms. She talks about neighborhood relationships and familial relationships, your closest friends, church relationships, all those kinds of things. Anyway, and it's just, it's just been on my mind throughout my day, every day, whoever I'm talking to, I just think this is, I love the word that you used refining. This is making me a better person. And they are not always a walk in the park. Relationships can be a little bit difficult and there's some give and take and I'm grateful for the relationships in my life that that are making me a better person. So that's what I'm grateful for today. I love that. That's so sweet. And I agree. I have been thinking about it and talking about it so much. It yeah. Was, honestly, I like a great book. book which yeah. I, I just said that I don't think like a monk. <laughs> but I don't feel like I say that very lightly. Both no, of those totally. books that we read this year have been really phenomenal. I totally agree. I would highly recommend both of them. All right, our episode today, I am laughing. We are recording two episodes back-to-back, and I'm not exactly sure if they will release back-to-back weeks, but the, the first <laughs> one we recorded was on coping with a hard day of parenting, and the one that we're recording right now is on finding patience. <laughs> so guess how old our kids are. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's honestly funny. And to be totally, to be totally frank, like... We've had some difficult weeks, but I'm feeling in general like, okay, thing, we're doing pretty well. Like, we, it, things are not as hard as they've are, been. In full disclosure, we have a really sweet kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do not, we by no means have little parents. Like, they're such good kids. They are. They are good kids. Anyway, but I'm just laughing as we're recording these because, yeah, obviously there's a theme here. And patience has been something specifically that I have been working on. I would say literally in the last week, really, really honing in on that and trying to figure it, being intentional about it, trying to figure out where I can improve. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this today. Me too. Me too. And it makes me think like we're talking about our kids and we don't want to speak poorly of our kids (laughs) because we do have the sweetest kids. But it makes me think too, I want to be a patient mom for my kids. Yeah. I want I want to be able to show up for them in that way. And when they do feel their feelings, I want to be in a place where I can let them and be that safe place. And so I feel like that takes a lot of work on myself to be able to let them express themselves. Yeah. And that's something that I I need to prepare for. That doesn't just happen. No, I agree. It doesn't just happen. And even if that is your intention, if you aren't constantly working on it or reminding yourself of it, it's so easy for it to fall to the wayside and to slip up. So honestly, like I think even differently from the coping with a hard day episode that we just did to me, this is more like preparing myself to show up in the best way for my kids. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Patiently. (laughs) I agree. I want to talk about the first thing that I thought of when I was thinking about finding patience with my children. And it was getting up and getting myself prepared before my kids wake up. That is the number one way that I'll be able to show up in a patient manner for them. I was noticing that the time we had one week in particular that was really, really, really difficult. I was just feeling all out of sorts. Like, how do I do this parenting thing? I have absolutely no idea. And I was feeling really frustrated with myself because I wasn't responding the way I wanted to. And I knew that. 
And I was realizing that our boys hadn't been sleeping great. And so I had gotten in the habit of missing my morning routine and just waking up when they woke up. And the second that goes out the window, I notice that I'm already waking up feeling flustered. I'm feeling annoyed that I'm waking up potentially to somebody crying or not potentially, this is a given to somebody needing something, (laughs) wanting food, wanting something to do, needing to get dressed, needing diaper changes, etc. And it's the fastest way for me to lose my patience. (laughs) So that was my intention going into the following week after Johnny and I like sat down and talked about what had been difficult and whatnot. I knew without a doubt I needed to put my morning routine first. So start it. And, and when I say that too, I don't mean that it's like this, I have to kill myself to wake up early every single day so I can be with our mom. It really, I tried to be flexible in that. Like for example, last night, Wells, oh, this teething thing. Why does it last just like two years? It lasts a full <laughs> two years. Okay. Anyway, um, he didn't sleep well, so I didn't get my morning routine in this morning, but I, for the most part, will wake up at a reasonable time when I feel like I have gotten enough sleep, like eight hours, I try to get eight hours and then make sure, I know a lot of people will get their workout in that time, but I feel like if I'm gonna get a full workout and I'd have to wake up really early. So I try to wake up just enough in time that I can get my house ready, clean it up a little bit. I open all my blinds. I usually will step outside and take a few breaths. I do a meditation and then I plan out what we are going to have for breakfast. And as long as I, that's like a really big one for me. If I know, once I feel like, okay, I'm rejuvenated, I'm prepared for my day. And if I can decide and know before my boys wake up what we're gonna have for breakfast, just because that tends to be a moment of tension for us, um, then I'm way more set up to be patient with them throughout the day. Yeah, I love that. And just to be totally realistic for for me personally right now, I mentioned Miles isn't sleeping right now, which has been hard. And uh, <laughs> obviously, I have a I have a two month old, so she's still in our room with us. And. Um, <laughs> By the morning, our bed's a little crowded, <laughs> and I and I feel like I've really lost my morning routine, and it's been hard. But one thing that I've been focusing on because I can't set an alarm because my right. ass is ending up in our bed, so then it wakes him up. So what I've been focusing on is I've been going to bed early enough that I will automatically wake up before Miles does. And honestly, I've been mostly staying in my bed before. Because I don't want to wake him up right. because he's so tired. Um, which, this isn't feeling like a good long-term solution. But for this phase of life where we're going through a transition with him, we're traveling. so You have a newborn. Yes, yes. So I, I don't feel like we're in a position where I can get that under control. So totally. I'm just letting it be for a minute. Doing the best you can. Yes. And for me, that looks like going to bed early. So I wake up early enough so that before he's awake, I can have read scriptures said a prayer and done some breaths. And so when he wakes up, even if I haven't gotten the things done that I would like to, I've had a minute to breathe. Yeah. Cause otherwise I'm like waking up with foot in my face and it's just <laughs> go time, you yes. know? Yeah. Yes. Which happens some days too, but there's a really big difference for me if I have like even just 10 minutes. No. And honestly, honestly, that, even five. Yeah. And that actually, it points out something that I feel like I haven't been able to put into words until just now. But the thing about morning routine that I think is most helpful for me, of course, there are physical aspects that I love. I love going and 
getting my house ready and opening the blinds and sometimes maybe getting an exercise in or um, stretching or whatever. But the biggest part about morning routine, I think, is the mental preparation mm-hmm. for your day. Yeah. It's allowing yourself to take a time for yourself in your own mind. I don't know. Is that mental preparation? So even just the fact that you're waking up earlier and able to prepare yourself mentally for the day, I think you're still getting the major part of benefits that come from a morning routine. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, another thing that I was thinking of that this kind of I actually brought this up. So it was along with my breakfast. I felt like every family has these things, these specific points of the day that are hard. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if this is always the case or if this is a toddler thing, but I know other families with young kids feel the same, that they have those moments of maybe it's a time of transition, getting their kids in the car or a meal time or whatever. And for some reason, breakfast is a really difficult time for us with one of my children in particular. And so I have tried to streamline that as much as possible where I will pick one breakfast, one or two breakfasts that I will make that week. And that way when they are wanting something specific or complaining about something or trying to sneak other foods that I just have my go-to. I don't have to think about it. It doesn't have to become an argument. I just can be strong and firm in what I'm doing and not wavering and not, you know, not making more room for the whining and whatnot. So I just made me think that there are, there are parts of your routine that could be streamlined to help you either eliminate or at least feel like you can better handle the frustrating situations with more patients. Okay. I was thinking about this and I was thinking the number one tip I would give any mom potty training would be don't buy the like different special underwear (laughs) because (laughs) we just bought the exact same pair of underwear. They're white and he has like 10 of them and that's all we have. Right. And I was thinking, I'm so grateful. It's never a fight. Yeah. It's never a fight because when we first tried potty training, he had a few different like fun ones. Right. And he always wanted this specific pair or if he had that specific pair, he wanted a different pair. And it was just frustrating. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's a toddler. Like he's allowed to express that and have those feelings. But But if they're not even when we tried the second time potty training, we just had white underwear. Yeah. And you know, he had a lot of other fun, happy things in his life. You know, it's not like I'm like sucking all the soul out of his life. He can have white underwear and totally. he's never once been upset because all of his underwear is the same. So. I've had that actually exact same thought just about, uh, we have not yet entered the world of underwear, but that thought about clothes. Yeah. some parents that's frustrating for them and their children to pick out what to wear each day. And in that case, simplify, make yeah. it so simple that there aren't options that are frustrating to you. Yeah. Or like I've seen the Montessori, um, like little closets they have yeah. and they have a few options that all go together. So right. no matter what they choose, you're not going to be frustrated because they're weather appropriate right. and they go together enough. Right. And so you, you're just setting yourself up to not be in a position where you're going to lose your patience. Totally. Totally. I agree. Okay. Another thing I saw was, um, let's see, Kristen Andress. This was on Instagram. She posted this, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I don't know why it stood out to me. I think it just really reminded me of Janet Lansbury, who we just love and praise. And she said, it was a quote. So I don't know if, I don't know if just somebody said it to her or if it's by someone I should have looked it up. But anyway, the quote is, 
that it's your children's job to be on the roller coaster and it's your job to stay on the platform. And she said at the time that somebody told her that, that it was like really life-changing. All of a sudden she realized like, oh my gosh, I'm the Disney worker who stands on the side and lets the roller coaster run and I am just there doing my job. And anyway, I just, I loved that thought and and it felt very Janet Lansbury, which the thing that I, I most appreciate about her, I feel like it gives me permission to be okay with all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes I think we fall into that trap of the emotion, emotions they should have or shouldn't have or the ways we want them to feel and just being able to be okay with letting them express their emotions has been such a game changer for me and knowing that it's my job to be this safe, constant support system and they can react how they want, but like, I am always going to be here. I, you know, my love is constant and, and it's my job to just stay on the platform. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I totally lose it. And like I did that this really difficult week, I was, I was not loving the way that I was parenting, but you know what I am grateful for is the opportunity to go back to my child and apologize for for how what I was saying or how I was acting. And he totally understood that. And it was actually really sweet because then the next day when it happened again and I was able to keep my composure, um, he came to me later and apologized. Sweet. And he actually said, I'm sorry I was mean to you. He said that? I'm like, where did you learn that phrase? <laughs> I don't think I have ever said mean to you or mean to me, but anyway, That's so funny, but I'm like, this is, Oh, it is a great learning opportunity that you do what you can to be constant and be their safe place and be the person staying on the platform. But when you're not, it's an opportunity to apologize and for them to see that. I love that. And just as you've been talking, it makes me think patience is like a muscle. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I think part of this is we need to build that muscle by, taking time to ourselves, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our children. Yeah. And then also the flip side of that is you don't want to wear out your muscles too much. You know, you want to mm-hmm. save some of your strength. So you, you know, you streamline your breakfast so that right. you're not using that muscle all at the beginning of the day. So you're depleted by the end of the day. Totally. It makes me think, uh, Miles and I went to, we have a tulip festival where we live and we went to the tulip festival on Monday and it was the day after Easter and you know, we had just been celebrating all week, all weekend. So we hadn't been sleeping well and we've been eating sugar all weekend (laughs) and Monday, Monday morning, we were going to the tulip festival and the tulip festival. It's like, he can't be running, running where he wants to be running. He has to stay by me or on the path or on the path. Yes. And he can't mm -hmm. be like trampling the tulips and pulling them up, which is the natural inclination of a toddler. Right. You know, that's natural. That's 100% what I should expect and would have expected. But I wanted to go to the tulip festival on Monday. And I was just thinking like, I was not in a place following Easter weekend and he wasn't in a place that that was like, we were totally set up to fail, you know, just like (laughs) hopped up on sugar, exhausted and you can't touch anything, you know, like (laughs) recipe for disaster. Totally. And it just made me think like another day I totally could have done that and it could have been really enjoyable. But in that circumstance, like I, it was not a good call. So it just kind of made me think 
every day or every week or every season, whatever it is, it was a reminder that I need to check in. Okay, what's our level of comfort right now? Or not even comfort because we can push our comfort zone. Like what's our capability? Yes. Yes. And to stay within there. And every day that can be different. Totally. And so it just made me think like, I can set myself up for success and I can set him up too because right. I was in a position where I was having to tell him no so much and I right. so prefer to have a, an environment where I can just tell him yes and he can do what he wants and explore yeah. and enjoy and that's just so much less testing of my patience. Yeah, that actually makes me think, I listened to this podcast before I ever had kids and I cannot remember who it was by otherwise I would share that but I think the episode was called it's their day too and the idea was just that you might be having a bad day you might be having a good day but guess what like your child it's their day too maybe you're having a bad day and maybe it's a good day for them or maybe you're having a good day and it's a bad day for them and just as much as you're experiencing your emotions and you're experiencing your day they're experiencing their emotions and their day and if it's a bad day for you, maybe you could focus on enjoying their good day. Or if it's a good day for you, maybe you can help them out with their bad day. And that thought, I don't know, it was interesting that I listened to it before I had kids yeah. because it really stuck with me. And I think about it often. I think about how Brooks and Wells are having their own days. And, you know, sometimes we're all on the same page and sometimes we're not. But... I can be that what can be consistent is that I can be there for them, whether they're having a bad day or they're having a good day, I can be there and I can see it through their eyes and I can understand how they're feeling and adjust, like you said, adjust, adjust our activities, recognize what our expectations are or what our capability is for the day and be okay with that because it's not, it's not going to be the same every day. Yeah. I really, really love that. I also think that sometimes we think when we're not thinking how we would like to think, I think sometimes we can see our kids as a hindrance or a roadblock to whatever we're trying to get done. Right. And I think that's a really, really important reminder that they are their own people. Mm -hmm. They have their feelings and their feelings are more important than what I'm trying to get done. Right. And so it's just a good reminder to respect and honor their experiences as well. Totally. Okay. That actually, I feel like that transitions. Do you have anything else you want to share about finding patience with your kids? I think, I think that's, that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Cause I felt like that was a great transition into this idea that you shared with me about finding patience with yourself. You were just saying how a lot of times we can have that mindset of, I need to get this done, which I totally fall into that. And you shared this like really, really sweet post. Should we pull it up? I yeah, think we let's. Should... Let's pull it up. It was so good. Yeah, it was good. Okay, I'll read this post. It's from Our Mama Village on Instagram. And she said, when I had my second baby, there would be moments I'd feel like I got nothing done all day. I'd walk around the house and tell myself, what did you even do? It's such a disaster in here. The baby is still crying and you haven't even played with your toddler. In those moments, I started a little practice. Whenever I did something, I would tell myself, this is important. Feeding the baby for the hundredth time, this is important. Snuggling with my toddler while she watches Daniel Tiger and I closed my eyes for a moment, this is important. Sweeping the floor, this is important. 
making burning dinner. This is important. Taking a quick moment to rest while my kids play on the floor. This is important. In the days that are tough, it's easy to forget that the little moments are important too. The simple ways you show up for yourself and your kids matter. You are important. Little moments matter and you are not alone. And I sent it to Britt because I thought it was just so sweet. And as we're talking about having patience with our kids, I think it's so important to talk about having patience with ourselves because we can be so hard on ourselves. And a lot of times all we do are the little things. And sometimes at the end of the day, you know, the kids can still be crying and the house can still be a mess, but you've done so many little things throughout the day. And those things are important and we should give ourselves credit for them. Totally. I loved this and we've been preparing for this episode for a few days. And so I have had that post in my mind and I have been thinking it. And honestly, it feels like the greatest little affirmation (laughs) um, to be able to tell myself that I'm doing something important. And I have said it during the most mundane things, you know, picking up my house after everyone's gone to sleep and I will be kind of dreading it. And then I'm like, no, I'm actually really grateful that I get to do this. And this is important. And the second I tell myself that it feels so meaningful. And anyway, I love that it doesn't, it doesn't matter like what it is specifically that you're doing. It could be caring for your children. It could be housekeeping. It could be working, you know, it could be whatever it is that the things you are doing are important to your family and they're not going to look the same as what's important to anyone else's family, but it's the best way to focus on first of all, that what you're doing matters. And second of all, to stop comparing with anyone else and real, like get in, get your head into your family, Mm -hmm. your life, your children, and, and realize that, that you are all working together for this greater good and for family happiness. Yeah. And she talked about how she felt that way a lot when she had just had her second baby. And I think that's also a good reminder that there is a season for everything. And I think there are seasons that we thrive and seasons that we survive a little bit more and just taking that pressure off of ourselves. You know, this doesn't need to be perfect and it's okay if I just survive today totally. <laughs> and the kids survive today. You know, and obviously we strive for much more than that. We want to have these full hat. Like, obviously those are important things, but just taking that pressure off of it's okay to have a, a, not even, I don't even want to say hard, but like a busier, more all-consuming season. Right, right. No, I totally agree. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I've been listening to The Blonde Files. And at the end of each episode, she does this question of one thing you should, to her guests, one thing you should start and one thing you should stop um, to share with the listeners. And I was thought, thought it was really interesting that I feel like very often... Um, the person is sharing something that's more in line with mental health. And so often this idea is to start tuning into your body, tuning into your body, tuning into your mind, tuning into yourself, figuring yourself out and stop comparing yourself to anyone else. I just thought that was a really interesting pattern and a good reminder when we, when Paris and I were doing notes for this episode, 
we split them up into um, finding patients with your children and finding patients with yourself. And I had all these ideas for finding patients with your children and then finding patients with yourself. I put, ha, 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 I don't know. I'm not good at this. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about it. How can I find more patients with myself? But I just love that idea. It's so simple of stop comparing yourself and, and, and learn more about yourself. And learn more about your needs and more about how you can serve your family. And I don't know. I feel like that really is the best way to find patience with yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes we just need to put our blinders on and realize, you know what? This is my this is my family. This is my focus. And we see a million examples of great mothers every day. And we see, I think, people at their best, which is good. You know, it helps us want to be better and it helps us want to improve ourselves but you know everybody else is human too as we are and everybody has has those same moments Mm -hmm. yeah and then I think kind of my last thought with finding patient with myself is realizing you know it's not my job to entertain my kids it's my job to connect with them and to love them and to care for them but it's not my job to entertain them and I think sometimes when I am really lacking patience that's something I need to go back to, they can, they can, um, they can play independently. And if they're uncomfortable with that, that's okay. It'll be a growing experience, but that's like a good way for me to just have a little bit more patience. Cause I think I see so many people doing these amazing activities for their kids, which is awesome, but not. No, it's a great essential. reminder. Yeah. It's a great reminder that your children, don't need obviously everything we're doing is working working towards helping ourselves and helping our families but not every single second of your day needs to be dictated by your child's scheduling Mm -hmm. and that is such a good reminder because I think when we're constantly feeling this pull of like oh I should be taking them out to do this I should be doing this activity I should be that is like a really quick way to feel impatient with yourself. Like you're mm-hmm. not getting anything done. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great reminder. too hard on ourselves. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like that was a really timely episode. I am grateful to be reminded of, you know, why I want to be patient for my kids. And I think I can enjoy being a mom more when I feel like I have that patience. Cause I, I feel like I'm just showing up in the best way for my family. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually feel like this is coming out at a good time because we just put out that we um, started that Facebook group and I'd be anxious to see if like anyone has any practices that they feel like really help them to find patients. But anyway, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling grateful for this episode. It was, it was, I needed this moment of thoughtfulness to really reflect on how I can be more patient with my children. And then, um, yeah, how I can be more patient with myself because that is something that I haven't, I haven't put a lot of thought into honestly. And I feel like this is just like coming up at a really good time. I agree. So please come join us on Facebook. We look forward to having more conversations there and we will see you next week.